What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Tradesman Confidential. We're your hosts, Josh Brennan and... Greg Juro. Greg, you're still getting it every time, man. I'm proud Nailing of you. Nailing it. So, Greg, you mentioned, and by mentioned, I think it was bitching is a better term to be used, okay. to me about uh, continuing education purgatory, as oh, I call it, that you yes. were stuck in uh, recently doing your, your master <laughs> electrician's uh, shenanigans, I like correct? the way you put that. So I figured before we dive into that experience and, and the, you know, the ass ache that that is, I figured I'd give everyone a little bit of history lesson because that's what I like to do, right? You Without I'll try to keep Greg's eyes are already rolling in the back of his head. <laughs> uh, I'll try to keep it relatively brief, yeah. but I felt like it was kind of important to understand like how we got here when it comes to licensing, continuing education, codes in general, some things like that, right? So, so let me give you a quick, quick quick history lesson. Okay. I'd love to know. So, so I kind of went and thought about how, where did all this start? Right. I have a little bit of history in this, but where did it start? And believe it or not, we have been going through this revolution, if you will, in building standards, safeties, and codes since the 1600s. Wow. Um, such as things like we eliminated wood chimneys and thatch roofs. Oh, wood what, chimneys, <laughs> right? Probably a good start. Yeah, that's a good start. Good start. Uh, and I would say overall, over the last 300 years, most of this started from fire safety. Did, did they get rid most of, the, of the wood chimneys when they got rid of the square wheels? <laughs> Just after that. Okay. But, you know, then we started to progress into the 1800s. And that's when we started to see plumbing regulations, safety on like hoists and elevators, believe it or not as early as the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Um, Impressive. But it really didn't kind of morph into what it is today until the 1920s. And uh, I, I'm going to let you guess on who created the codes to begin with in the 1920s. Uh, overarching group, right? You probably have... N- I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think so because it's kind of... It's intuitive when they say it to you. Like, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Insurance groups. Oh, no kidding. So exactly. So it's that's who really generated the first group of codes that, that came into the the 1920s. Some say it was generated from the Chicago fires. Some just say it was a natural evolution of insurance companies just finally putting their foot down, being like, "Nope, we're going to control everything because that's what we do as insurance companies and Pretty much. be in charge of it. So yeah. Might as well be in charge of it." So now, with that being said, we now have what the IBC, the IRC, the NEC. Ashy, Ashy, NFPA, Energy Codes, Standards. I'm probably missing 40 other ones. But, I mean, that's just kind of like where we're at now today, right? Too many. And well, maybe not, but... So who's in charge of it now? Now is the uh, International Code Council for the uh, the International Building Code, which is what we essentially kind of overarchingly follow. But there's still groups like, you know, you deal with the NFPA and the NEC, mm-hmm. mostly in your world, right? So next step is what do you deal with in the trades, right? So you deal with the Department of Occupational Licensure. Yep. Which is interesting because I didn't realize you guys fell in with barbers. Oh, yeah. And funeral directors. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Which is perfect in your world, Which right? Which is awesome because when I log on, I have to scroll through that never-ending right. list of trades that are not trades but have regulations for some Right. Uh, there's reasons, there's but, quite hey. a bit of other things it falls into, too. But um, Where's I did, the one for auto mechanics? Uh, I didn't see that there. I'm That's because sure. there isn't one. Yeah, okay, just making sure. But I, I 
I looked for a few different things mm. just to see because I was when I saw the barbers, <laughs> I was like, interesting. You can <laughs> you can change the brakes on my car and potentially kill somebody, but right. you can't cut my hair. Correct, correct. It's, it is very interesting <laughs> to see who has licenses and who doesn't. It's uh, you know, uh, I can't quite say I understand the reasoning behind yeah. it, but. Gonna start somewhere, uh, right, I guess. Right. So I, I, I even went as far as looking into because I was interested to see what board members they have. Right. So you know, most of the trades people themselves have a sprinkling of trades folks, mm-hmm. licensed electricians, plumbers, blah blah blah, and then uh, some have engineering folks involved as well, and then um, fire marshals usually on almost every one of these. Right. Which I get certainly for your yeah for electrical you know. certainly, um, but. What I saw, and you might need to educate me more, is master electrician is every three years, mm-hmm. you got to do 21 hours Correct. of continuing education. Yep. It's interesting because it's not uniform across the board. Plumbers, nope. it's two years, yep. 12 hours. Sheet metal, I didn't find any educational requirements to meet. And it, it, it interesting, in the mass uh, licensure, it does say it, they have the right to add any education they want at any point. Yep. But as of right now, they haven't done that. Um, but then you got to think about other things too. Um, you can tell them bottling out a lap, can't you? Yes. Yeah. You're about like, a, yeah. <laughs> I wish you could, you could, I wish you could see Greg is literally about yep. to explode. Yep. Um, then I, I even thought about some other things, right? To do what you guys do, especially in the commercial world, maybe residential gets away with it sometimes without it, but OSHA 10, 30 hour training in some cases, yeah, right? I mean, You're technically supposed to. everybody's supposed to, but yes, we do get away with it. I would say in the residential yeah. realm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, theoretically, you need you should at least be a minimum ten hour. You know, some yeah. people go as far as thirty. Um, hoisting licenses in most cases, you need that to to operate machinery and whatever else you guys yeah, might even get involved boom in. Lift or base, boom yeah. lift, mostly Fork scissor lifts, lifts yeah. forklifts. You know that stuff you guys can find yourself dabbling in. And then you can even go as crazy as there's some stuff times where you're going to need, um, you know, CPR, first aid. Um, and then others get it go as far as lead paint certification when you're dealing with lead paint items. Uh, there's even a powder actuated tool certification. I don't know if you know that, but if oh, you use ram sets. yeah, if you use a ram set, yeah, you're technically supposed to have that certification. Kind of a thing of the past. I don't right, true. I don't think you anymore, use that often, right? But still, yes, you're yeah. supposed to have a. And then like folks like myself and some others that they need you know ashy training when you're working in healthcare facilities. And uh, maybe lead for environmental and energy, you know, aspects of the job, you know. So when you boil all that up, that's just like one person potentially could need all those things I oh, just yeah. referenced, right? Um, which is crazy because, I, I mean, I can tell you my end, too, before you get into your story is <laughs> I, I have a construction supervisor's license, which is similar to you guys. I've got to do every two years, 12 hours of continuing ed. Yep. Six of it has to be online. And six of it has to be in person. No kidding. So we have to go to a class and sit there for six hours without stabbing our well, yeah, eyeballs it, out. It, you know? I mean, electrical wasn't always like that. This is new. Yeah. The online thing is new to yeah. the, the trades. So it's it, it, it's it's evolving. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and on my board, you know, which is a different group than yours, because I'm under the Board of Building Regulation and Standards. Yep. Um, there's testing agencies, metal building uh, folks, building inspectors, and most of the board is architects, GCs, builders, engineers, fire marshals, energy experts, and inspectors. All my favorite people. All the best people in the world right there, wrapped <laughs> up into one. 
But, um, but you know, uh, on top of that too, I didn't talk about the costs of this, right? So like I know mine is about 300 to 350 bucks between the course, the, the fee to renew my license. Um, I don't know what it is for you guys. Well, is it the about, same. About I mean, the same? if yeah. you're a master, you have a journeyman and a master and each one's about $150. So yeah. 300 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, not to mention if you have a business, now they threw in a third license for that. <laughs> Just because. Oh, really? I didn't oh, yeah. know that. What, what's the that master's about? license used to cover your business license, but now Massachusetts threw in a third one to actually have a an entity. Oh. And instead of trading in your master's license now for a business license, you keep your master's, so you have your journeyman and master's see, under you, and then you have a business license that lets you perform a business under the name you choose as an electrician, which is another oh my God. one that you have to renew, which is, I think, a little cheaper, but whatever. Yeah, it doesn't even matter at that point. <laughs> right, but I mean, literally, literally, right. That's what we're kind of getting at is the amount of hours, time, money, uh, things you got to be involved in. It's crazy. It's yep. absolutely crazy nowadays. So tell me a little bit about your recent continuing education program. Uh, you know, I got to say it, it's what I just went through, I, I feel is better, but I think it's still ridiculous because it's, and I know it's evolving because when the... It used to be how it started when I first started in the trade is you needed 21 hours. So 15 of it was covered by continuing education. That's your, they go over all the new codes. And I believe in that because you have to know the new updated codes. So you would pick a weekend or four nights a week, whoever would teach it and how they would teach it. And you would go there and listen to them just monotone, tell you all the stuff that you can't retain because they can't keep your attention because they're boring as shit. Then the internet came around and, they pushed and pushed and pushed. And there's a few services out there that let you do it online now, which I think is fantastic because you can kind of do it at your own pace. Um, And what I like about the online portion is every section comes with a question. So it's almost like you're taking a test over again. And in fact, you do have to pass it. You have to get a 70 or better. Right. The part that makes my blood boil, and I understand partially why, because again, we're still evolving from the, standing in front of a classroom and a teacher to this mm-hmm. online platform is you have to take 15 hours to do it. Mm. So again, me and who I am, I could probably do it somewhere from four to six. If I really sat down and put my most yep. of my attention into it, it's 200 and some odd questions. Not, not a big deal. I mean, I was cruising through them and actually learning because I had to read and find the answer. And I, mm-hmm. I learned all mm-hmm. kinds of new stuff, which is honestly the most I've learned in a refresher Yep. or a continuing ed- yep. education class. But I found myself getting 75% of the way through and I had 10 hours left. I'm like, so now I got to read it, click on the answer, wait 20 minutes right, literally just to because. submit the answer. Right. Just because you have to have the 15 hours. And I know that's the state regulation and the rules behind it, but let's get with the freaking times here. You either know the information and you passed or you don't. Mm. Why are you wasting my time? I paid you the fee. Right. I'm going to give you a certificate right. that says I know the information. Clearly, I know the information because I took all the tests and answered all the questions. I got a 95 on it. Mm. And P.S. I'm not the smartest when it comes to finding information out of. We know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Especially with the trick questions. So I think I did pretty good. But again, yeah. I wasted another yeah, eight to time. 10 hours of my life. Just, okay. Mm. I, I would literally leave the room. And I have to like race back in and be like, oh, I got to click to submit my answer before 30 minutes of me auto-logging would auto-log you out if you sat yeah. for more than 30 minutes. Right, right. So I'm like, this is absolutely Bananas, ridiculous. Yeah. Right, right. 
I know the information. I passed it. I retained a bunch of it, which is fantastic. Mm. And uh, For what? You're wasting my time. But mm. you have to have the 15 hours. Right. What do the hours have to do with what you know? Mm. Yeah, these guys I, in I these weekends could do it in faster you. than 15 hours. Right. right. And they all, they all drag their feet. No, oh, we have to. We have to legally do it 15 hours. Right. Who wants to give it up an entire weekend to sit in a room? Yeah. yeah. When you could learn that information in six hours. Right. There's not that many changes. It's, it's ridiculous. It's just, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And the, the, I'll maybe wait to go off on it, but it's the, the overall testing procedure mm. that drives me mental too, because being in the trades and hiring very, very talented electricians and people, um, some of these guys, uh, they're smarter than some of the five-year licensed guys I've come around. They're still apprentices, by the way, mm. but they just can't pass the test. They're just not good test takers Yep. because the way the test is fashioned is like every other test on the planet where they take a topic and they twist it and they mold it and they trick you right? to try to get you. Just ask me the question. Do you right. know the information or you do, do not? That's it. Yes or no. Yeah. You either know it or you don't. And if you don't know it, you fail. And if you know it, you pass. But ask me the question for what it is. It's, it's general information. I don't need to be tricked. I either know the codes and the rules or I don't, period. Yep. But the whole system is just... Well, this is where the modern archaic. school system is being applied to, again, trades uh, testing for, to get a license. It's the same concept. You mean the people that don't fit in the right. box? It's, it's meant to confuse you, not actually truly challenge your knowledge right. as much as they'll tell you that it does. It's you know, it's It's... it's I, I've been a part of those. There's a quite a few. Um, uh, I'll give you an example. For me to get my LEED accreditation for leadership in energy and environmental design, that was literally one of the hardest tests I've ever taken. And it was just because it was designed to confuse. You know, they'll give you four, four options. Two of them are like maybe one of them is the correct answer and one of them is just wrong. Right. But like the two maybes are so close. It's one word or something you know, a decimal point move to the right. You know what I mean? It's like so easily mistaken and that I, it's, I, it's... I found that even with this. They, right. they they're, they're the two exact same answers, except they they just change one word. Right. So if you read it right. quickly or you you, you, you get you just get tripped right. up on it, you get the wrong answer. Right. You, and that, and I get... You, what I, are you testing me on? The fact that I can read a question or that I know the information? Right. Right. And I think, again, this is where what we were starting with is the modern kind of school system program taken to this. It's It's... Give the information, test, and get a grade, and therefore you either know it or you don't based right. on how the way they're doing it, it, you know, versus looking at it as what's the best way to test and challenge people towards actually knowing the information. There's other ways to do it, I guess, is the way we're saying it, right? Uh, I mean, Case in point, these guys that I'm talking about, they know the code. They're right. smart dudes. Right. They can go out and wire anything perfect to code, right? but they just can't take a test well. So they don't get the privilege of having a license that they deserve because they can't take a test well, right. even though they know the information, they're just confused by the question. Mm -hmm. and, and again, in a, in a world war, trying to promote more involvement, younger involvement, um, get people interested and excited about doing these types of, uh, uh, you know, skill sets and trades and, and ways of life in a way. 
rather than promote that, we're going to just continue on the standard schooling method of testing and, and getting a grade. Yep. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes and, no sense. And yours actually sounds worse than mine because I, I was thinking through, I was like, yeah, I, uh, we have hours too, but, you know, it's, it's interesting because the six-hour portion that you take a test on for the most part is um, kind of general knowledge stuff, right? But then the code upgrade update stuff is all the in-person stuff, and you don't necessarily take a test on it. So they're quizzing you on the same information, right. wasting some of your time, and then having you in for the updates. Right. Correct. That's the Correct. difference between a journeyman's and a master's. Right. From right. what I right. When I went okay. and got my journeyman, I took – it's a two-part test. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, knowledge part and then the practical. And the practical is not practical at all. Yeah. And anybody can attest to that as well. Right. But when I went and got my master's, it was a three-part test. It was the same test mm -hmm. over again, yep. plus yep. a third part that's the smallest piece. I'm like, why are you making me retest to be an electrician mm. when all I'm asking for is the master's piece? Sure. Ask me. It was literally the same right. test. It was the same yeah, type I'm, of questions. I'm, and the same, yeah. I'm I, like, why am I taking my journeyman's over again? Yep. The master's part was the third piece that you take to get your master's. Mm. Why didn't you just give me that piece? Right. I'd have paid you the same fee. I don't care. Right. You don't have right. to justify right. it by making me sit here for four hours. Right. Give me the master's piece and move on. Right. Well, I, yeah. just, I just don't get it. So what would what would you think a suggestion would be to be an accurate way to do it? Testing and education. Like what's the best way for guys to actually retain, get the knowledge and move on with their lives? I think I really like... In my opinion, I think the best way to do it would be to take a two-part test. And this is how it used to be, actually, way mm. back. Mm. Um, I've heard these stories. I don't know the, the specifics, but I've heard these stories from the old timers. But you'd sit and you'd take a test, and then the practical would be an in-person. They would hold up something and say, what is this? How do you apply this? Mm. That's practical. That's real-world practical knowledge. That's what I think they should be asking. Mm. I think they should I think they should pull you in a room and ask you real questions, not trick questions, actual questions. Sure. Not easy questions, just easy to understand questions. You either know the information or you don't. And then sit in front of a board for I don't know 30 minutes. Sure. And just it can you it, random it, questions and it can get be silent. Yeah, yeah. You can just write down the answer. You could do it in a panel of 10 guys. Who cares? Yep. Yep. What is this? What do you do with this? If I were to do this, is this is this legal? Like, what method would you use for this? Mm. And let them answer it. Right. And then have somebody read it and just, right. it's just, and the whole, I mean, right down to the application process is suck. Yeah. These guys put in all their time. They fill out all the paperwork. They submit it. And then it's just radio silence. You call. You can't get a hold of anybody. It's months that go by. Mm. And some of this stuff is preventing people from, Right. Starting a business, going to work, right. getting their livelihood. You know, their wage. Right. 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 And all these things, again, do not help with the situation we have of people not interested in getting in the trades. Because right. look at the crap you got to go through just to get your own life. Just you're get a license. You're making it so hard and difficult, but yet right. on the other side, you're like, oh, why don't we have enough people? You're making it hard. Right. Don't make it so hard. I'm not saying make it easy. I'm yeah. saying ask people the questions they need to be asked, mm. in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think. What we're talking about here, unfortunately, I wish had some sort of a, you know, light at the end of the tunnel or a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, because unfortunately everything's driven by committees that have 48 layers to them now. But right? I think, I think, I mean, I, at least around here, I hear that some of these committees that have exist and have existed for generations or decades, mm. um, they're, 
I hate to keep saying old guys, but it's the older guys in the trade. A lot of younger guys don't get involved. And if they mm. are, it's like one or two. That needs to be freshened up and people need to voice their opinion. They need to stop bitching about it, like kind of like I'm doing. Yep. And kind of do something about it. And everybody says, oh, what do you do about it? But I mean, collectively, we can do something. Yep. And there are some groups out there. I don't know if you're familiar with um, some of them, but I've, I've mentioned them before, like the ABC, the Associated Builders and Contractors. They're always trying to push the envelope back onto these committees and these boards and these le- you know legislation on but if how to do says this anything, the right way. Right. But what's what I'm saying is they they do have a voice. So like that's an area you can you want to get involved in. I would highly recommend. Well, there's there's Mecca. You know? That's that's yep. that's one here, Massachusetts for the electricians. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure there's others. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure there's a few for every trade has these voices, and that's where to get involved, right? I mean, you got to get involved. You got to get on these boards. You've got to get involved in these these groups that are doing these sorts of things and pushing back. Because I I know for a fact as being you know an ABC member for a while, we we do a lot of that. You get a lot of legislation updates. You get a lot of hey we need to get out here and get going and um and and that's all we can do right. At, yeah, for now. I yeah. Mean, sorry to make it a bitch, bitch session, but <laughs> hey, we got to talk about it, right? We do. All right. So anyway, that's all we got for today. Uh, if you want to follow us and find out more information at my true pros on Instagram or truepros.com, uh, we've got all the stuff you could ever want there and more. So let's get out of here, Greg. As always, keep living the dream, my friend. Work smarter, not harder. I don't know. Should we? <laughs> Until next That's time. That's your line now. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Goodbye.